Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thanks, guys. Y'all can be seated. My heart is filled with thanksgiving this morning. The Lord has done such wonderful things for us. Look at all of you. and I don't know all the details, but you just look like you're doing well. And I know it is the goodness and blessing of the Lord. And I, and I know that many have come up in their faith and have come to another place in their commitment to the Lord and dedication to Him. And it's bearing fruit. Is there anything better? You know, I, I feel sorry for people that don't know Him. Because none of them are, are satisfied. Now, they may try to put on a front. They may they put on an act. But none of them are fulfilled. None of them are truly happy. None of them. Because you can't be without the Master. You cannot be. I don't care what religion they are. I don't care what education. I don't care what their place of prominence. How well known they are. Some of the most famous people are some of the most miserable. I don't care how much money you got. There ain't enough money in existence to fulfill you on the inside. People have tried it for generations. You can buy yourself 12 of everything. And you're still empty. You're still empty. The knee wears off of everything. Anything. There's only one solution. There's only one answer. And His name is Jesus. (laughs) Can you say glory to God? Hallelujah. Did you bring your Bibles with you this morning? Can you take some word? Could you? You got got some more time to, to hear and receive? Turn over to Matthew, please. The first chapter. I'd like to speak to you this morning about the spirit of Christmas. (laughs) The spirit of Christmas. I don't know if you've noticed it or not. I I assume you have. But this time of year, pretty much everywhere you go and everything on the TV and the radio and, and in the shopping places... You hear about the spirit of Christmas, particularly on the Christmas shows, and the true spirit of Christmas. And uh, having heard and watched some of them, I I really don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) What spirit they're referring to. (laughs) What is... The true spirit (laughs) of Christmas. I think some people, for them, the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of obligation. You know, got to go do this and got to go do that. Got to go buy presents, got to get presents for them, presents for them. And oh yeah, got to get presents for them. And oh man, got, got to... Go and visit. Got to go make sure we get to them by this time. And then we got to get to them by this time. The spirit of obligation. Is that the true spirit? (laughs) For some people it is. I think for some folks the the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of spending. (laughs) Because it's spin, spin, spin. Like there's no tomorrow. Spin, spin, spin. Run up every credit card. And we'll, we'll worry about all that later. We'll deal with all that later. The spirit of spending. You know, uh, it, it's great to visit family. It's great to give gifts. But it shouldn't be out of a, a feeling of obligation. The Lord told us concerning our giving, He said, not grudgingly or out of necessity. 
For God loves a cheerful giver. And you ought to want everybody to give cheerfully. Huh? And as far as people giving to you, you don't just want them to give to you unless they want to. Right? If, if they don't want to, if there's any hesitancy, wouldn't you rather they just didn't? Yes. That wasn't strong enough. <laughs> I said, if there's any hesitancy about them giving to you, or maybe they're, they're not really where they, they can spend or do anything, wouldn't you really rather they just didn't? And just waited till another time. When it was good and right and they had extra and they happened to be in the place and there's something that they know you'd like and it's half price and they got the money. And What if it's March the 4th? Huh? <laughs> and I'm already getting into the, the, the true spirit of Christmas. Because what that would be was the spirit leading you and the spirit directing you. And you're at the right place at the right time and do the right thing. And it's not something they threw in the corner and, and collected dust until they threw it away a year later. It's something they really enjoyed and they used for five years. Took with them everywhere. Huh? Now we're beginning to get into the true spirit of the Christ. And you can pretty much leave off the muss. <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate. It's great. It's good. Let's celebrate. Let's rejoice. Let's visit each other. Let's bake our special pie. And yeah, but but let's have fun. I said, let's have, don't don't yield to the drudgery. And, the obligation, don't let something compel you and push you to do things you know are dumb. Huh? There's a lot of people that have died out on the road, traveling in conditions. They were absolutely, it's, it's idiotic to be out there. But because it was Christmas Eve, or it was Christmas Day, or it was Thanksgiving, or, or whatever, went out there. And the Spirit of God's checking them all the time. Don't do this. Don't stay. Stay and go later. Just, just go a day later. Go two days later. And they didn't do it. And now they're gone. Or lesser, they, they spent Christmas Day in the airport. <laughs> and how fun is that? <laughs> hey, I've slept on those benches. I, I did that for 20 years, man. I know. That's why every time we crawl in our little plane, I go, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I was coming back uh, uh, yesterday, and, and oh, man, there was weather, and they were deviating, they were doing this. And I was sitting up like the cat that got the canary, just ripping across the top of it, be home in 20 minutes. <laughs> Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why do I say that? Because maybe it's not a plane, but there's something that will allow you to, to come to another level and save you time and resources, but it comes back to the true spirit of the Christ, being led by Him. I said being led by Him. Did you find Matthew, the first chapter? Matthew 1 and 18. Let's study about the, the Spirit of, of the Christ. The birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Spirit of Christmas. <laughs> well, the Spirit of the Christ. Why did I say that? I'm talking to you about the true Spirit of the Christ. What, what is Christmas supposed to be? What, 
It's about the birth of the Christ. Right? And, and the Master's conception and birth was by the Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. You want to talk about a spirit of Christmas. This is what we're talking about. This is the truth. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Ghost is an old English word. The um, Greek is pneuma hagios. Spirit holy. Holy Spirit. Verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Because, I mean, how can a woman be pregnant and there's not another man involved? 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, you son of David, fear not to take unto you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Christ. Hallelujah. Conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Luke one thirty-five. you don't have to turn there, but Luke's account describes when Mary asked the question, when the angel brought her the word. And she said, how can this be? And the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit. There is a spirit about Christmas or the Christ birth. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. There also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. This is what we should be celebrating above all. Back to Matthew. What was it? Verse 21. Matthew one twenty-one. She shall bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus. Hallelujah. For he shall save his people. That's us. <laughs> From their sins. And he did. And we are. His people and we are saved from our sins. Now that's enough to run around the building and shout the rest of the day and the rest of your life. Because that means heaven, not hell. That means eternity with Him. With God. And it means a victorious life right here and now. <laughs> 22. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Not a God who created this thing and gave it a spin and hardly knows it's still here. Not a God afar off who really doesn't know or could care less about all our little petty problems. But a God who, be, who became flesh. Oh, hallelujah. Walked where we walk. Dealt with what we dealt with. Lived the life we live. Because He loved us so much. He was willing to lay aside His mighty weight and glory. We have no idea what it's like to leave heaven and come here. We, we have no concept. Of what it's like to leave the presence of the Father and come down here in the dirt. <laughs> what motivated him? Love for you and me. And the way he came was by the action of the Spirit.
Can you say praise the Lord? What verse are we on there? 24. Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Verse 25. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Somebody say in his name is Jesus. Do you love him, saints? Do you love him? That's the acid test of whether you're born again, whether you're really saved, whether there's anything to what you profess about him or not. Not how many scriptures can you quote, not how perfect of a life you think you live. Do you love, not just believe in, but love him? How many can raise their hand and say, I love Jesus. I love my Lord I love Jesus. Everybody said out loud. I, I love, you, love you, Lord. I love the Lord Jesus. Lord. With all my heart. All, all my soul. All my mind. All, all my strength. All my I love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You'll see him soon. One way or the other. Are you looking forward to it? I'm, I'm telling you, I'm convinced you will not be disappointed. You will, oh, talk about exceeding abundantly above what you've asked or thought. I am so convinced when we get to look into his eyes. And uh, I want a hug. <laughs> How about you? I want a hug from the master himself. I think he'll give me one too. How about you? Yeah. How many think it'd be like no hug you ever got in your wildest dreams? Soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. Till then, we got a job to do. Till then, we are very much like our fine uh, patriots in the fields and. Uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, and other places, they're doing a tour of duty. They're, they're doing their, their service. And we, we thank God for that, don't we? And we pray for them and believe for them to be protected and their families to be encouraged and for their safe return. You and I, similarly, we are not of this world. We are down here for a reason. And soon our tour of duty down here will be over. And we'll be going back. We're not just here to see how much money we can make. Or to see how comfortable we can be. Hmm? Or to see how much playing we can do. Or how much stuff we can accumulate. There is a job for every one of us. Now we doesn't mean we can't enjoy some things along the way. But we got a job to do. Do you know what your job is, friend? If you don't, there's nothing more important. Fast, pray, seek God till you know, till you get it. He's not trying to hide it from you. You probably know more about it than you realize already. Just sometimes people have other choices and ideas and they get in the way. But uh, keep reading, we didn't finish our passage. In, uh, he he knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son. He called his name Jesus. The spirit of the Christ is the spirit of a new birth. Mary heard the word which the angel gave her, and she received that, she believed that word, and she received that word, and she said, Be it unto me. According to your word. And then as, as that happened, I don't know if it was simultaneous. I don't know if it was after that. But the Holy Spirit came on her and caused that word to manifest in her. The conception of a new birth, a new life. Without human agency. Something that is impossible with men. 
but not with God. <laughs> Remind you of another time when the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. Darkness prevailed. What's he waiting for? And God said. <laughs> and when he said, why is the Spirit there? When he said, the Spirit moved. Brought into be. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. And the Spirit of God moved. And brought that word to pass. The Bible said the word became flesh. That's not metaphoric. That's not figurative. The word that she heard from heaven literally came into existence in her body. And I want you to know, the Word is still becoming flesh in these days. Not that you can believe for another conception without a natural father. There's only one Jesus. We don't need another Savior. We have our Savior. But the Word to you and I can still become flesh. He gave us a word this morning in Joel 2. You believe it or not? I wouldn't stand up here and say it if I didn't think it was so. He gave us a word. Can that word come to reality in your life? And would it not be the same Holy Spirit moving, moving on your mind, moving at your job, Moving in your life. Moving on people around you. Influencing and moving. Not just on the face of the deep, but on the face of your life. And that word can become flesh. That word can come to pass. And become a reality. You can, I mean, you're hearing about it now. In a short time, you can be living in it. Mary was hearing about it. In a short time, she was feeding it. Huh? <laughs> the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we know how it happened. By the Spirit of the Christ. Can you say glory to God? Turn with me to John, the third chapter. John chapter 3. John 3 and 3. Jesus answered and said... To him, Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be what? Born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? What's he saying? Impossible. Impossible. And it is with men, but not with God. Verse 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can't see the kingdom of God, and you can't enter into the kingdom of God unless you are what? Born of the Spirit. Not just a natural birth, but another birth. You have been born one time. We call it born again, second birth. You know, it, it bothers me when I hear people mock and make fun of born again. And you hear a lot of it anymore. Oh, born again. It's real. And if you're not, you're lost. These people that are mocking ought to be terrified. Of what's in front of them. 
If they knew, if they were dropped in hell for just about 10 seconds, and then you could pull them back out, when they quit screaming, (laughs) they'd say, how can I get saved? There's no exceptions. Everyone would be this way. He said, unless you're born of the water and born of the Spirit, you cannot. Didn't say it's hard. Cannot. Enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We're talking about the spirit of Christmas, if you will. The true spirit of Christmas. What is the spirit of the Christ? The spirit of new birth. The spirit of new birth. Verse 7. Marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. Everybody say that out loud. You must be born again. Say it again. You must be born again. Say it again. You must be born again. What about these folks that are worshiping other gods? They're lost. Well, you're just narrow-minded, Brother Keith, and saved. Well, Jesus, Jesus taught tolerance and acceptance. He did not. That's a lie. I know that's strong, but I get tired of hearing it. These are people who don't even know God. They don't even know Jesus. They don't know what He taught. Jesus taught repentance. That's not like tolerance. <laughs> he taught you must be born again. Not you accept it any way you want to be. Are y'all with me, friends? Jesus did not preach tolerance and acceptance. He preached love. That's not the same thing. You can love somebody without telling them they're okay as they go to hell. Love will tell somebody the truth and plead with them. (laughs) I know that's a little strong, but I get tired of people lying about Jesus. You must, everybody say you must. You must must be born again. Not not need to be, not can be, you must. If you're going to see the kingdom of God, if you're going to enter in with Him, no other way. You must be born again. Verse 8. Marvel, the wind blows where it lists, and you hear the sound thereof. You cannot tell whence it comes and whence it goes. So is everyone that is what? Born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Thank you, Master. I know uh, a lot of you have heard some of these things before, and you think, well, I am born again. If you are, then you know how wonderful it is. And you're excited about it, but I feel I need to put put in remembrance about these things. And there are those that are not born again. And it's sad, there are a lot of church-going people not born again. And... How many, it's your great heart's desire that not one person in a service here today, not one person watching by the internet or that will hear or watch these broadcasts later would wind up lost. Is it your strong desire that everyone, talking about the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of the true Christ is being born again. The Christ was conceived and then born by the Holy Spirit who came on her. And that same Holy Spirit causes us to be born again. No man or woman, no man or woman can be the person they should be by their self. They cannot be the person that they need to be, the person they ought to be, the person they should be. No matter how hard you try to be good, no matter how hard you work on controlling yourself, you can't be. It is just as impossible as a woman conceiving without a natural father. Just as impossible. Through everybody's works programs, these religions have these works programs, and they try hard, and they do this, and they hurt themselves and, and, and they through their sacrifice and, and all this. None of this can make you the person you're supposed to be. A lifetime of sacrifice and pain is, not, is, is only going to make you a broken person. 
It's not going to make you the person you should be. Well, how can I be the person I should be? How can I be the, the daddy I should be, the mama I should be, the friend I should be, the man or woman? How can I be? With you doing it, impossible. You can't. No matter what you do. And that, it's, it's sad that the devil's got a lot of people convinced. They've got to fix their self before they can come to God and be a part of the church. That's total deception. And so they go year after year after year until they decide, you know, one of these days I'm going to really get after it and I'm going to straighten up and clean up and be a good person so I can come be a part of the church. Never going to happen. Never. Why? Because you can't. Yeah, if I try hard enough. No, no, you can't. You can't. It is impossible for you to be the man or woman you need to be and should be by your own efforts. Impossible. Oh, but good news. <laughs> the things that are impossible with men are not with God. They are possible with God. And how are they possible? They are possible by the power of a new birth. They are possible by the power of the same mighty Holy Spirit that hovered over the face of the deep that overshadowed Mary can come on you and work in you and cause you to be born again. Born again. Born of the Spirit. And the Bible says, when you are, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yeah, you got the same body, you got the same hair and eyebrows and lips and nose and everything on the outside. But inside, you are not the same. You are not the same man. You are not the same woman. The old man has died and is gone. That's not hype, that's reality. You didn't just have an experience and became a better person. That person you used to be is gone. And you are a new creation in Christ Jesus by the Spirit of the Christ. Hallelujah. Well, I preach myself happy. You believe this this morning, yeah. sir? You believe this? Are, are, we, are we talking the Word here? Is this just some man's idea or is this the Bible? It is the Bible. How does this happen? What must we do to be saved? What must we do to be born again? Go to 1 John, please. 1 John. Can you stay with me just a little bit longer here? That Christmas stuff in a wait just a little while, won't it? <laughs> Whatever it is. In uh, 1 John 5, and 1, I believe it is. 1 John 5 and 1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is what? Is born of God. Can it be that simple? Such an amazing thing. Such a great thing. Something that is totally impossible for us to do ourselves. Could it be this easy? It is a free gift. Not of works, but by grace. And Romans 10, as many of you are familiar with, put it, put it up for us please and we'll come back to this. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 says, If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, what happened? Now, we already know from reading uh, what Jesus said in John 3, how, how, what does it mean to be saved? It means you're going to uh, see the kingdom of God. You're entering into the kingdom of God, and so you must have been born again. 
Verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Believes what? We just got through reading it. Believe what? <laughs> believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Believe that He he was sent to be the Savior of the world. He, he was born of a virgin miraculously like we, uh, we, we read. He, he lived and, and, and paid the price on the cross for our sins. God has raised him from the dead. And he's alive. You must believe that. And if you'll believe that, then you are made right with God. You believe unto rightness. With God. And it's not your rightness, it's His rightness. You just received it. He gave it to you. We've already talked about it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You believed in your heart. You said with your mouth, I confess, Je I confess Jesus is Lord of my life. There's many different ways. Some people got up the traditional way and they walked down the aisle and they came and knelt on the altar and they repented of their sins and, and they asked Jesus and they were born again. But it's not limited to that. There's people that have been in some of the darkest dives in the world hugging a toilet. So sick they thought they were going to die and they asked Jesus into their heart and got saved right there. You believe it or not? It's the truth. There are people been, truck drivers, been going down the road at 80 miles an hour, listening to the radio, and, and just confess Jesus right there in the cab of their truck. You can be born again anywhere. It's not about shaking a preacher's hand. It's not about joining a particular church. It's about doing what this verse said. You believe in your heart. Go back to 1 John 5. 1 John 5, 1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is what? He's born of God. We've heard this so much until I think we, we've lost some of our excitement about what actually has happened and, and what, what an amazing, eternal miracle this is. This is miraculous on the order of what happened with Mary. Do you understand this? It's Christmas time. Why do we have a Christmas time? Because we have a Christ. How did the Christ get here? Because a woman, how, I should say, a woman believed and received the Word from heaven. And the Holy Spirit came over her. And a new birth occurred. Can you say glory to God? The Word became flesh. What happens when any man or woman looks up from their emptiness and they say, I believe. I believe. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe He paid the price for my sins and failures. I believe He's been raised from the dead. Jesus, I ask You, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I give myself to You. I believe on You. Be the Lord of my life. I confess You, Lord of my life. What happens? What happens? The same Holy Spirit that came on Mary... The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The, that same, there's just one Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit comes on that person and makes them a new creation inside. An eternal spirit, son of the living God that will live and, and rule and reign with him throughout eternity. This is forever. This is so much bigger and so much greater and more wonderful than we've acknowledged. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Keep reading. We're not, not quite through reading that. We're in, I, I keep 
getting carried away on this verse here. Verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. And we keep His commandments. Keep going. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. His commandments are not grievous. Verse 4. For whatsoever is what? Born of God. How do you get born of God? Tell me again. We went over it in detail just, just moments ago. How do you get born again? You believe in your heart. Believe what? You believe that Jesus, He's real. He is the Savior. He paid for you. He's raised from the dead. You believe that? Whatever's born of God does what? Overcomes the world. If it's in the world, you can whoop it. And you're not dealing with stuff that's out of space. What you're dealing with is here. You are a world overcomer. I said you are a world. Either you're a world overcomer or you're not born of God. Which one is it? You're a world overcomer. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. This is how we do it. Even our faith. The same way we got into the kingdom, that's the same way we overcome every day. By believing in our heart and saying with our mouth. Go to the fourth chapter. I think I'm closing in. I don't want to short you though. Uh, you don't want me to short you, do you? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In fact, I think we need to back up to the chapter before it, chapter 3. No guarantees. I may <laughs> preach on every verse between here and there. I don't know. Do we have something to be excited about? Do we? Huh? I'm born again. I'm a child of God. How about you? You're a child of God. I'm born of God. What does that mean? We have such a small concept. But by faith you could rejoice. Even what you don't know about. Chapter 3 verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we, you, me, should be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. Therefore, the world knows us not. They don't know who we are. Because they don't know Him. They don't know who He was and who He is. So they don't know who we are. Verse 2. But beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not just when we get to heaven. Now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. What does that mean? Well, let me just ask you this. Have you grown some in the last few years? Hmm? How about when you get pulled out of all of this junk and all of these curse and temptation and you keep developing for another 10,000 years? What will you be? Let me back up a little bit. Have you developed some? In the last few years. Let's say 20 years, 30. I don't know how long you've been walking with the Lord. 50 years. Have you developed some from where you were then to where you are now? Huh? Okay. What if we take away the temptations? Take away the having to wash and clean every day. And comb your hair. Take away the physical issues. Of growing older and all that. Take away having to deal with... This and that financial concern or this and that. Take away all of that and just be totally in the presence of God all the time for the next 10,000 years. What will you be? Who will you be? What will you be? You will be what you are now, a son of the living God. That's what you'll be. But what you are now will have come out and blossomed and developed. And you will appear to be 
what you are. Right now, we don't appear to be what we are. <laughs> but we shall. Somebody say, I shall. I shall. Come on. Let, read this out with me again or, or just listen. He said, Beloved, verse 2. Glory to God. Whew. Now are we the sons of God. When? When? Not when we get to heaven. Right now. When did we become a son of the living God? When we're born again. Born of the Spirit. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. I don't look like fully what I am. You don't look like fully what you are. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know. Anybody know this too? We know that when He shall appear, He's coming back. We shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. When you're born again, immediately you're supposed to start, you're born a baby, a spiritual infant. And as newborn babes, you're to desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby and you should begin to grow grow what grow into Christ likeness Ephesians tells us that full spiritual maturity is being just like him with that should have begun when we got born again it should be every year we should be a little or a lot more like him you believe it or not this is not going to end at the end of this life Come on, are you listening? Eventually. Come on, are you listening? We're going to keep going. Keep. What does that mean? Total Christ-likeness. Completely. You won't turn into Him. You'll still be you, but you will be just like Him. Mm. And it started when you were born again. Hallelujah. Folks don't know, do they? The magnitude when they see those hands raised in the crowd and, and people say, I'm going to give my heart and I'm going to give my life to the Lord. Or people came to the altar, they prayed, they knelt in their uh, living room in front of the TV. Folks do, have no idea, do they? The, the magnitude of what has happened and where this is headed. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Back to the fourth chapter. I won't go through all the verses, Will. <laughs> Verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. The spirit of Christmas. <laughs> spirit of this, spirit of that. What, what spirit are we talking about? But try the spirits. We need to be a spirit tester. Let me test what spirit you're talking about. Let me test the spirit out. What spirit? Oh, it's just the spirit of being happy. It's just the spirit of being generous. It's just the spirit of being... Mm -mm. The spirit of the Christ is so much more. It's not just that. Try the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are going out into the world and there are a lot of... Uh, substitutes for the real thing. Verse 2, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, true Spirit of the Christ, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Why? Because that's the Spirit that overshadowed Mary when He came into being. He was there. So any spirit that's a true spirit of the Christ is going to be talking about Jesus and how Jesus came in the flesh, how there was a supernatural birth by the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen. Hereby, verse 2, know the, we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Verse 3, 
Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Is it a big deal whether people believe this or not? Yes. Huge, huge. And this, it, the spirit of Antichrist, wherever you've heard that it should come, even now already is in the world. Verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because you're born of God. And whatever's born of God overcomes the whole world. Why? Help me read that last part. Why? Because the true spirit of Christmas or just the Christ lives in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Come on, lift up your hands. Thank the Lord. If you're born again, thank Him that you are. Go back in your mind. Remember when you were. Remember where you were. Remember how it happened. Oh, hallelujah. You got more understanding now of what happened that, that day or night. Go back in your mind. Where were you? When you knelt or you stood. Maybe you're laying in your bed. I don't I don't know where it was or how it was, but you know. If you've been born again, you know. You know. The burden of your sin was rolled away. Hallelujah. Remember, remember when you were born again and be thankful. If you can't remember, you know you have not been, you can rejoice because today you can be. The work's already been done. It's not, not a matter of something you have to, hard thing you have to do because you can't do it. If you're here in this crowd, if you're watching by internet, if you're watching by a delayed broadcast, or you're watching on any TV channel, it's very simple. You must be born again. And there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't want to be. The only thing you give up is, is death, curse, separation from God. All you need to do is choose to believe. Don't say, I, I can't believe. Yeah, you can. Faith is a choice. All you got to do is choose to believe. you're in this place today or you're watching by internet or TV, let me pray with you. Would you just raise your hand wherever you are and say, Brother Keith, pray for me. I need to give my life to the Lord. I need to confess my faith in Him. I, I want to be born again. I want this. I want this. Would you raise your hand if that's you? Yes, 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 yes. Watching by internet, raise your hand. Uh, the Lord will see it. It's important that you that you are not ashamed to respond. And you might be here and say, Brother Keith, I, I have been born again, but I left the Lord. I don't mean you made a couple of mistakes and repented. I mean you just quit Him. You, you quit praying. You quit going to church. You, you went back into the same stuff He delivered you from. He still loves you. He doesn't love all the stuff you've done, but He loves you. And you can come back and He'll forgive you and cleanse you and wash you. It can be as good as it ever was and better if you'll just come back. But you must come back. If that's you, while other people's eyes are closed, would you raise your hand? And you say, Brother Keith, I need to come back. That's me. I, I was born again, but I, I left the Lord. I need to come back. If that's you, raise your hand, please. Let us pray for you. Let us pray for you. Yes. Yes, yes, 
Yes, watching by internet. If that's you, raise your hand. Raise your hand. There'll not be a better time than right now. This is, this is a God-ordained appointment. It's no accident that you're here today. And you heard these words today. This is the Lord having mercy and drawing you. Because He loves you. He loves you. The Word says, Jesus said, If you're ashamed of me and my words in front of men, I'll be ashamed of you in front of the Father. Strong words. Uh, In Timothy he says, If we deny Him, He'll deny us. So we can't be closet Christians. We can't be ashamed of our faith. We've got to be willing to stand up in front of the Lord, in front of the devil, in front of anybody, any man or woman, don't care who sees or knows that we love Him. That's part of it. And so because of that, if you lifted your hand, or you should have lifted your hand, I want you to be bold and unashamed. I want you to step out from where you are, and I want you to come to the aisle. I want you to come down here in the front. Let me pray for you personally. Would you come, please? Step out. And come, if you lifted your hand, or you should have. Yes, yes, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, come right on, come right on, come right on. To give your heart to the Lord, or to come back home to the Lord. If you're watching by internet, uh, get up and walk forward uh, towards your screen, or uh, and, and be ready, we're going to pray for you, just like we're praying for these. Yes, sir, yes, sir, hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, yes, hallelujah, yes. Yes, yes. If you, if you lifted your hand, please don't, don't stay back and you lifted your hand. That means you're, you're being ashamed of the Lord. That's not okay. It's very, very serious. If you don't know that you know that you're born again, here's where you're supposed to be right now. If you don't know that you know that you're right with God and your fellowship is good with Him, you need to be right here right now. And those of you watching by internet, stand up. Get up off your chair. Get up off your, your couch or your bed and walk towards the, the screen as, an, as a sign of respect to the Lord. Is this a glorious time, friends? Everybody reach your hands out toward these and, and be believing for the ones that are, that are responding by internet as well. Those of you here in the front, if you would just close your eyes and, and forget about everything and everybody but you and the Lord. He's here. He's real. I'm going to pray for you. All you need to do is expect Him to do what we're asking Him to do in this prayer. Father God, I thank You so much. How You love these. They are why Jesus came. They are the biggest thing in Your heart. You said that nobody who came like this, believing in You, drawn of Your Spirit, would be rejected or would be turned aside. So we have Your Word for it, that they are accepted and beloved you said if we would believe on you and confess you we would be saved you said if we'd come back and repent we'd be received and forgiven and we do it right now everybody in the front here everybody in the crowd everybody watching by internet pray this out loud because you mean it from your heart say it out loud with me Father God I believe in you I believe in Jesus, your son, that he came and was supernaturally born into this earth by the Holy Spirit. I believe he lived a perfect life and he died on the cross to pay for my sins, my mistakes, my failures. I believe. You have raised Him from the dead. He is alive. King of kings. Lord of lords. And coming again. Jesus, I confess You. Lord of my life. I'm not ashamed of You. I believe in You. And as You help me, I will follow You and serve you all my days. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's lift up your hands and thank Him. 
Thank Him for hearing that prayer. Thank Him for a new birth. Thank Him for restoration of fellowship. Thank Him for forgiveness of sin. Oh, come on, saints. Let's thank Him some more. Oh, Lord, we thank You. We thank You. Lord, we thank You. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Folks, would you look at me down here? Never doubt the results of this prayer that we just prayed. Uh, The Bible's true. And according to the Word, because you come and you've believed, you stand here clean as though you never made a mistake. That's not too, too much to believe. That's why Jesus paid such a terrible price. So we could have this. If you mess up tomorrow or the next day, don't run from God. Run to Him. And, and admit it. Don't hide it. Admit it. He already knows it. And ask Him to forgive you. He will. And you can stand back up clean just like you are right now. Oh, thank you, Master. What a, the Bible says, thanks be unto God for His gift too wonderful for words. That's Christmas. Friends, this is so important. We don't want this rushed. We have some folks. Would y'all come here? Rick and Lisa. We'd like for you to take just a few steps around the corner and let them touch base with you and see if you got questions. Uh, see if you're satisfied. If you got what you need. Uh, it won't take too long. Would you turn to your right and follow these? Go with these folks. It won't take too long. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Aren't we so glad? Aren't we so glad? The Bible said the angels are rejoicing. The angels rejoice. I don't know. I don't think the angels rejoice when you get a new car. I don't think they rejoice when you get a new house. I don't think they'd rejoice if you got $10 billion. Why? Because in the big scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. It'll all be gone in a few years. But this, (laughs) this is forever. Ah. That spirit we've been talking about, he's here. Can you sense him? He's here. The, The sweetness, the peace, the grace. Hallelujah. Just just close your eyes. Lift up your hands. Bask in His presence for a few moments. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord and Master. Thank you. Praise you. Oh, thank you, Father, for forgiveness, being born again. Oh, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Being born again. Come on, thank Him, saints. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. For being born again. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For the new life within. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you. Oh, being born again. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. For eternal life within.
new life Oh, a new spirit For a new heart Thank you For a certain future For a good, good life Oh, I thank you Oh, I thank you Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Being born again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For eternal life. Hallelujah. <laughs> People think they know how to celebrate Christmas. Getting drunk, getting high, partying, doing stuff they regret. But is this not fun? This is good, clean <laughs> fun. You can do this the rest of the day. You can be thankful. And then every opportunity that the Lord brings in front of you, be ready to give an answer of the reason of the hope that's inside you. Don't be ashamed. Don't be intimidated. The people don't want to hear it. Don't try to push it off on them. But if they're open and they want, they'll hear, tell them about the new birth. Tell them about Jesus. How wonderful. He is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What are we going to sing? 